The following is a Bell to Bell B2B audio production. Bell to Bell is one of 50 plus trusted brands within the investor brand network, IBN. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, IBN uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools to introduce public and private companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Investor Brand Network's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview may feature a client partner of Investor Brand Network. IBN may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you. And here today is your host, Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for making us part of your day as well as part of your due diligence as we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays out there in the market today. And to that end, we're speaking today with Clean Inc. They're traded on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol CLNN, and we're lucky enough to be joined by the president and CEO of Clean. That's Rob Etherington. Rob, how are you doing today? Very fine, Stuart. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So, Rob, you and I were talking before the show, and the 24-7 focus and passion for your company is ALS. And we all know ALS from recent headlines and even headlines dating back further. Uh, Obviously, it's a credibly detrimental disease, and I would love to know how your company is addressing this devastating disease. So let's learn about the company and its business model first. Thank you, Stuart. So ALS is often long form um, called amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. Uh, some, some people used to call this Lou Gehrig's disease mm-hmm. after the famous baseball player uh, who had the disease and famously gave his name for a number of years, but we call it ALS today. And you're right, Clean spends every waking moment effectively working on this devastating neurodegenerative condition. Now, we are focused on neurodegenerative diseases generally. These include multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's also, but our body of evidence that has really come to the forefront in the last few years has been all around ALS. And the timing is absolutely perfect because this remains a remarkably devastating disease with life mortality. In other words, uh, people are passing uh, in three to five years typically from diagnosis. Uh, it remains uniform, uniformly and universally fatal, this disease. And unfortunately, we hear of somebody who has passed nearly every week, most recently, a very uh, well-known sports manager at a national uh, team in the United States who left behind a wife and children. It's just devastating and tragic, uh, this disease. Now, gratefully, the US FDA has approved in the last year two new drugs, one for a very rare form of the disease that is a, a genetic inborn error on a part of a, a person's gene that's very rare, but still uh, runs in a devastating way through families. And then uh, for general ALS, I'll say, another drug was approved last November. And again, thankfully, there are many drugs in development presently, including our own drug, CNMAU8. 
Well, listeners, I want you to learn more about this company. You can do so by going to clean, C-L-E-N-E.com. And of course, visit us here at the Investor Brand Network. Click on the Clients tab. There, in alphabetical order, you will find Clean Inc. So I can tell what your inspiration is within your company. What inspired you to join Rob as the CEO and president of the company? I spent uh, nine years at Pfizer straight from grad school, so cut my teeth in the pharmaceutical sector at you know one of the largest pharmaceutical companies out there and spent a lot of time in cardiovascular disease and was able to be instrumental on the team that pioneered Lipitor, a drug that re- reduces cholesterol that many of us are familiar with. Then I went to a small startup where I spent 13 years and ended up um, participating in the growth of that company, Actilion, to the largest com- biotech in Europe prior to its sale to Johnson & Johnson. Some investors rang me up after these two different tenures at Pfizer and Actilion and said, look, we're doing something markedly different. We're pioneering a new drug class that has the ability to improve the way the mitochondria works, to enable the energy the mitochondria requires to take care of its own housekeeping, and in particular, to increase one of the most important uh, bioenergetic metabolites that our central nervous systems in our brain use for energy. And so as I got intrigued by this idea, they said further, what we're doing is a a drug that could be taken by mouth orally. Patients can drink it. It is a nanotherapeutic. Nano, of course, means small. The drug would be taken by the mouth into the gut, through the blood and up to the uh, across the blood-brain barrier into the brain and would enable the protection of neurons that are compromised in exactly these diseases we're speaking of, like ALS. And so we started this adventure 10 years ago. And the reason why I was initially attracted is there is tremendous unmet medical need. Uh, these diseases, uh, ALS we've just referenced, uniformly fatal, and if clean can, provide a survival benefit and or a functional change. And by function, I mean the way you and I, Stuart, you know, we take it for granted, but our ability to move and walk and talk and eat and chew and even breathe are things that we don't even think about. An ALS patient has to think about this every single day because they're compromised in those functional capacities. And if we can't breathe, we can't live. Mm-hmm. And so hence, that's, that's, that's the passion that, that we live our lives here trying to resolve. And over the course of the last 18 months or so, or nearly two years, I should be more precise, a lot of clinical data has developed from our programs that have taught us uh, what opportunity CLEAN has to help these patients that have ALS. Well, let's get into the science of it a bit then. So can you explain the science behind Clean's nanocatalyst technology? Yes. So we take a therapeutic elemental metal, uh, namely in this case gold, uh, and we shrink it to nanoscale, which is to say so small that it's to the atomic level. And what's going on is we're enabling an electron exchange. We don't think about it very much, but our bodies uh, are composed entirely of water. Uh, pretty much. And so what we've done is we've taken this nanotherapeutic and we suspend it in water. So the patients can drink this in our clinical studies every morning. And it tastes effectively like water as well. In fact, if I was blindfolded and I was drinking Cinema U8 
And by the way, we drink 60 mils. That's a relatively small amount, about a quarter cup of liquid. So, or maybe a, you know, one or two shot glasses is a couple different ways to express it. I drink that before mills as soon as I wake up. And what's happening is that 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 drug, once it crosses the blood-brain barrier, is able to increase one of the essential bioenergetic metabolites that are mitochondria, which is the essential building block, really, of how our nerves and cells work, rely upon for energy. And we don't think about this either, but our brain is uh, very small compared to the rest of our body, only 3 to 5% of our body weight, yet it is consuming uh, over a quarter of our daily energy requirements to keep the mitochondria alive and functional. And why that's relevant is because neurons drive all of this functional ability that I earlier spoke to. The way the muscles work to enable me to talk to you right now, the way the muscles work to enable me to swallow my breakfast, the way the muscles work to power my breathing, the way the muscles work to power myself holding my cell phone to my ear or to type on my computer. All of that is this great symphony of muscular work and neurons working together. And if we unfortunately are devastated by a disease, and I've used the word devastated many times because that's exactly what is happening. If we're devastated by a disease like ALS that compromises our ability to do all these things, our lives change in a matter of seconds when we hear those words. When the patient hears those words, you're diagnosed with ALS. And so what Clean and a number of other companies are doing is to see if we can bring forward a number of medicines that can work um, together uh, and help resolve this problem. Well, here we are in the fall, October specifically of 2023. When you look back on the year 2023 and feel free to go into 2022, what do you see as some of the milestones the company's been able to achieve as well as some of the hurdles or challenges the company's been able to overcome? Last November, we read out uh, our regimen of a very important clinical program called the Healy ALS Platform Trial one of the most important studies ever done in ALS, where four drugs were uh, tried in patients who'd been diagnosed for six months or further of ALS. So, so relatively early diagnosis, but uh, their disease had already quite progressed because in ALS's case, unfortunately, it often takes um, a period before diagnosis can occur. And what we showed in that program, that clinical trial, is we missed the primary endpoint, which was this six-month functional endpoint, but we saw at that same six-month period a survival benefit as the secondary endpoint. In fact, we showed in that program that in the Healy study, we had a 90% or greater reduced risk of death with our CNMA U8 30 milligram dose. A few months later, the Healy program revealed the exploratory endpoint that gave us insight as to why that survival benefit was seen. And that exploratory endpoint was we learned that we were delaying time to events. In other words, what drives death is how well or not well I'm able to eat to get my nutrition, how well or not well I'm able to breathe. And so events in this case were designated as whether, I needed, whether or not I needed permanently assisted ventilation mechanically to help my lungs breathe because my lungs were no longer powerful enough to breathe on their own, whether or not I needed to receive my food and water 
via a gastrostomy tube uh, inserted into my stomach because I no longer could swallow, chew, or manage my own saliva in my mouth. So these are events, and uh, it, it could go further to even hospitalization and death. And we found that we had a significant, statistically significant delay in time to clinical worsening. And then only recently, in the last few months, we learned that we also had a statistically significant improvement or, or difference, rather, from placebo with neurofilament light. This is a complicated biomarker. So many of your listeners might be familiar with cholesterol. That's a type of biomarker. If we have high cholesterol in our blood, we worry about you know, cardiovascular disease. Another example of a biomarker might be, uh, if, I'm, if I'm a male, as I am, prostate-specific antigen. So at a certain age, and I'm above 50, so I go get my PSA tested to make sure my prostate is healthy and I don't have any cancer risk. Well, in the case of ALS, a biomarker is called neurofilament light. And we saw a significant change versus placebo in that biomarker. And that's relevant because as the disease attacks the neuron, the neuron gives off this signal into the blood called neurofilament. And what we most recently announced, uh, literally a week ago, is that we had long-term survival advantage against matched historical controls. And so what that basically means is we had a statistically significant uh, endpoint uh, for the 30 milligram for patients that were taking our drug up to 130 plus weeks. So in other words, you know, north of two and a half years, we saw a benefit for patients that were on our drug long term. And that's just from the Healy program. We had an earlier program, Rescue, that showed similar things. And in that rescue program, we also saw a, a reduction in function as the patients were followed in long-term studies. So what we're interested in in the coming months is if we see further evidence of these same themes. We're following patients for a number of months here, and we'll find out in the next 60 to 90 days whether we see an improved function benefit over the long-term, further survival data over the long-term, and further biomarker data over the long-term. So what this all translates to is CLEAN is preparing a series of conversations regarding this data with the US FDA to understand what they'd like us to do next. If we have a survival benefit, if patients are not passing away on our program, can we consider a regulatory path that it would enable approval and commercialization of our drug. And the reason we can do that, uh, we think robustly, enthusiastically, is because we also have a remarkable safety profile. In fact, we've studied our drug now uh, over 500 collective patient years. In other words, patients have taken our drug uh, collectively for more than 500 years. Um, and this, you know, I, I can't, not, we're not 500 years old. I count the total time that patients have been on our drug across the MS, multiple sclerosis, and uh, critically, as we've been saying, the ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis uh, disease areas. And that's a lot of time. Many hundreds of patients have been on our drug between our uh, compassionate use programs and our clinical programs that we have underway. And so there's not a single serious adverse event yet in these programs, which is to say a very strong safety profile. And so we wanna have a discussion with the agency and talk about the risk of a fatal disease, the clinical 
efficacy that we've seen and if it is uh, accounting in their view for significant conversation to talk about regulatory approval and to consider that all against the risk, which is to say the strong safety profile that we see with Clean's drug. Well, let's close out then by talking about Clean Inc.'s short and long-term goals. You talked about some of the things that will be coming across your bow in the next 60 to 90 days, but as you see it, what are operationally some of the goals and some of the things you'd like to see your company achieve in the near and short term, or excuse me, in the near and long term? Well, from an investor perspective, one of the things that's always concerning is to have enough cash to get the job done. And so we did a significant raise in June that enabled uh, 40 million to be added to our cash coffers. We have cash now for all of these programs I've referenced to the third quarter of next year. So we have no need to raise capital for a number of quarters to again, third quarter of 24. But in addition to that, uh, the way this raise that we we concluded in, in June enabled is there are some warrants that are up-priced that could come into the money and enable another $55 million, as we've disclosed publicly, into the company in as early as the filing of our new drug application, which again, we uh, have mentioned to the markets that we plan for the first half of next year. We also know to have this drug be accessible to patients outside North America, we need to do another study. The European authorities and uh, other authorities in places like Japan, et cetera, large pharmaceutical markets want to see data with patients from their own geographies and want to see safety data that could number as much as a year. So ourselves, like other companies working in ALS, are planning uh, more confirmatory studies that enable us to enroll patients in these other parts of the world because certainly ALS patients do not only exist in the United States. We have to work with regulatory authorities worldwide and clean plans to do exactly that by commencing and uh, organizing a phase three study that could lead to a European approval also later. So over the course of the next year, to answer your question, a lot of different things are happening. We're looking for more data coming back on our current program. We're looking to start new programs we have a continued demand for compassionate use, um, which is to say in the United States, expanded access, which is an FDA program that enables compassionate use. We have uh, more than 200 patients in that program now, and we're seeking grant money um, to enable us to grow that. And we're having these important regulatory discussions to see if we could take our drug forward to a commercial path if the FDA agrees. Well, very good. Exciting times. We are speaking with Rob Etherington. He is the president and CEO of Clean Inc. The company's traded on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol CLNN. And again, you can visit the company and learn more about them at the Investor Brand Network and of course at clean.com. Rob, thank you so much for your time and insight into your exciting company. We expect great things from you and Clean Inc. here in 2023 and well beyond. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Stuart. It's a pleasure. For Rob Etherington, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.
This audio production is an original broadcast provided by Bell to Bell, B2B, and all rights are reserved. B2B is your primary destination for informative updates and exclusive interviews with executives operating in fast-moving industries. We make market hours more informative with deep dives into the stocks on our watch list and in-depth examination of the trends guiding North American markets forward. Bell to Bell is another trusted brand under the Investor Brand Network, IBN. IBN may receive payments for corporate communication relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its client partners. You should assume that officers and directors of IBN or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade the securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be or should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by IBN is not purported to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by IBN as to completeness and accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at investorbrandnetwork.com.